On today's show, Robert Sarver finally says he's going to sell the Suns. Why did it take him so long, and what was the last straw? Ime Udoka, ominous disciplinary action, just dropped. We'll talk about that. What does it mean for the Celtics? Miles Turner also not being traded by the Pacers. What does that mean for the Lakers and the Pacers? We'll talk about all that and more on today's Locked On NBA. Let's go. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome. You are locked on to the NBA. My name is Nick Engstead, host of the Locked On Mavericks podcast, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On NBA is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to comment below. Let us know what team you're coming from. What's your first listen? Is it Locked On Bulls, Locked On Mavs, Locked On Pelicans, Locked On Celtics maybe today? That could be an interesting one to listen to. Go check it out. Joining me as always, my co-host. Uh, all, no, joining me as always on Thursday, host of Locked On Bulls. <laughs> what you got for me, Pat the Designer? I just did my Locked On Mavs intro. Basically. Hey, that's okay. That's all right. At the end of the day, right? Like, I'm, I'm one point guard short, but I still got my head coach. A <laughs> uh, lot of stuff to get to today on Locked On on Locked On NBA. There's just there's never a dull like moment. Whenever you feel like. It's really like really low key going into the season. Not a lot happening. Yeah. All of a sudden, boom! Bunch of things start happening. Robert Sarver selling the team. We'll talk about that. What does it mean for the Suns? Ime Udoka. Woj just dropped like the the like a silent but deadly Woj bomb. It's just in the middle of uh, 10 p.m. Central Time on Wednesday night about yeah. Ime Udoka with the Celtics. And uh, more stuff is coming up as we're recording this. Miles Turner. We just got an update. So Miles Turner is not being traded by the Pacers apparently. So what does that mean for the Lakers? Lakers fans in shambles a little bit on that one. And then of course we'll play where we count. We'll count up the most interesting, fun things in the NBA. Pat, let's get into this Robert Sarver news because that's the biggest thing in the NBA as of Wednesday. Uh, Robert Sarver, in a statement, said he's officially selling the Phoenix Suns after everything that happened with him. After all the different. Um, things that came down, the punishment from Adam Silver, the Adam Silver press conference that Hayes and I talked about last week on Locked on NBA and how badly it went. You can go listen to that episode to talk about that. I speculated that possibly it went so badly and Adam Silver expected it to go so badly. The public perception would be so bad against him that he would just be forced to selling the team because at what point does a billionaire want to own a team where he's just going to be hated so much? Like it's all a vanity project at a certain point for him. Now it comes down According to a statement from Robert Sarver, here are the here are the words that I think matter, at least for our purposes. Quote, yeah. words that I deeply regret now overshadow nearly two decades of building organizations that brought people together. That's the Suns and the Phoenix Mercury. Uh, As a man of faith, I believe in atonement and the path of forgiveness. I expected that the commissioner's one-year suspension would provide the time for me to focus, make amends, and remove my personal controversy from the teams that I and so many fans love. But... That's a big butt there. In our current unforgiving climate, it has been, uh, become painfully clear that it is no longer possible that whatever good I have done or could still do is outweighed by things that I have said in the past. For those reasons, I am beginning the process of seeking buyers for the Suns and the Mercury. Pat, did cancel culture finally catch up with Robert Sarver, or are we talking about different things here? I'm going to be as measured as I can be on this topic. You have not only a league, but a team, two teams 
that are affected by the comments that you made. And in a very poor note that you decided to put out, you want to blame cancel culture for it. Blame the people that exist inside of your organization that you decided to hire. Blame the people that you wanted to bring the team. Blame the people that are affected by the words that you said that bring you millions of dollars every single day. Don't blame cancel culture. Listen, that cancel culture happens. Sometimes it goes too far. Sometimes it doesn't. It is what it is. That's the world we live in now. But at the end of the day, these are people that are inside of your organization that were affected by the words that you said, but that are affected by the thoughts that you thought that are affected by the words that were put on paper by you, not by anybody else. So stop trying to put the blame off on everybody else and take accountability for it. If you want to sell your team, sell your team. Nobody told you to sell your team. At the end of the day, he's a billionaire. If he wants to hold on to his team, nobody's going to blame him for it. Cancel culture can't force you to sell your team. What do, what do we think? All of a sudden, people are going to stop going to Phoenix Suns games? And the rest of the owners were going to let him let him keep his team. They were the ones that could have voted him out and decided to, to make him sell. But here's my thing. is it, It's only been a week, right? Like, when did he yeah. think that everything was going to either, quote, unquote, I'm doing air quotes, blow over for him yeah. and that he was going to get over this, that there's going to be this, you know, he's like, I believe in atonement and the path to forgiveness. Okay, how long How long does it take for that to happen? And what actions have you shown that yeah. allow everybody to, to forgive you? I was, I was thinking about um, Tim Hardaway Sr., who recently got in, inter- inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame and thinking about his path and the difference between how Tim Hardaway Sr. handled his business and his actions and took accountability and the difference between what Robert Sarver has been doing to take to take accountability for his actions. Tim Hardaway Sr., if you don't know, had just some like hateful, awful, like admittedly homophobic comments in the past saying, yeah. I am a homophobe and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> and he had said those things and then he took he took responsibility for it and made yeah. amends and apologized for those things, learned from those things, became part of, you know, and, and helped organizations like LGBTQ plus organizations and everything. Uh, Robert Sarber is like, he's not there, right? Like, we're not there. And it's only been a week. If you want to do the work, the work is there. Like, the culture will, like, maybe at a certain point forgive you for certain things, but you got to do the work. Like, you got to, you got to. Understand what you did wrong and then work towards making it better. There's there's a whole path to it. it go back to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's piece recently about Anthony Edwards. Like you got to show more than just oh, like a, an apology statement where you say I'm working on myself. Like you got to do that. So, and and that's I, what it comes down to, right? Like at the end of the day, what did you do? What did you think ha- was going to happen in a week? All right, of a sudden, right. like the black community was going to be like, nice, nah, good. I don't care yeah. that you're the, the, the owner of an NBA Hold team. On. Did he say like, he's sorry? He said he was sorry? Okay, yeah. No, right. You know what I mean? Like, good, I, yeah. I don't care if you're the owner of an NBA team. I don't even care. Here's the thing, right? And at the end of the day, if it it's sad to say, but a lot of times if you just show that you're doing something, it is good enough. And I think that you should be allowed a second chance. You should be allowed forgiveness no matter what, right? Like, I think there's, there's an opportunity for everybody to be forgiven if they make a mistake, if it's how they were raised, whatever, right? Whatever goes into it. But here's my thing at the end of the day. You weren't looking for that. You weren't hoping for that because you instantly went to, yeah. this is the way that the world is. And so I can't come back from that. That's cap. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think our generation, millennials, a lot of you know people point to us and be like, oh, cancel culture and all that. 
we can just sniff out the BS a little bit more on things like that. Listen, like, I, the I BS knew Jesse Smule. I, I, I knew Juicy Smule was lying the second <laughs> that uh, the second that that report came out in Chicago, bro. Coldest day of the year. I worked that day. There's no way you were outside. Oh. I knew you were lying, bro. Uh, <laughs> I worked that day outside. Um, I did. I was still doing electrical at that point. What this, I really worked outside that day. What this means for the Suns, I think, is that. I think it lifts a little bit of a cloud over them for, for media day coming up like on Monday. There's a little bit yeah. of a cloud lifted on them. Uh, Brendan Clean at Locked On Suns even mentioned in our Locked On NBA group chat that uh, this this is helpful for the Suns at least. They're not going to have to answer a whole bunch of questions about, well, Robert Sarver still the owner and all that and the one-year suspension. If he just starts selling the team, then they can kind of just move on from it. And I honestly think that this hadn't affected the basketball side and very much at all. There was... You know, a lot of reports about people that got brought in on the basketball yeah. side that hadn't even met Robert Sarver at a certain point, like over the last year yeah, or so. Yeah, yeah. And so that had already been there had already been a little of a separation there. And so I think the Phoenix Suns, they just keep moving on business as usual. They have their own stuff to sort out. But now the, the whole organization and the Mercury organization get to move on from this uh, as the process of selling an NBA team, which takes a while, goes on. And whoever buys it, Bob, Ar- Bob Iger or whoever. Ime Udoka, though, this is a completely different thing that... I, it's it's fascinating. Woj dropped this bomb. We got anything new? ESPN since... sources say Boston Celtics coach Ime Udoka is facing possible disciplinary action, including a significant suspension for an unspecified violation of organizational guidelines. Discussions are ongoing within the Celtics on a final determination. Uh, Woj then came in and said Ime Udoka's job isn't believed to be in jeopardy. But a suspension is looming, and that final determination on that length could come as soon as Thursday. So we're recording this Wednesday night. Thursday, we'll see what happens with this. But this is because this is like an incredible wild Twitter moment where everyone's just speculating yeah. wildly. That's what that platform is for. Here, we're going to be a little bit more measured in our in our takes and, <laughs> and possible jokes on this. We we were we were unmeasured in the in the Twitter DMs, but here we'll be measured. Here we'll be a little more measured. Um, we got it out. I don't know what this means specifically for Ime Udoka because we just don't know what the action is. Could it be a 10-game suspension, a 25-game suspension, a year-long suspension? Like, we just don't know. There's not enough information yet. But what I do think this means for the Celtics is they're they're starting to build some stuff up from this offseason, right? Mm -hmm. I saw somebody, uh, a a Celtics reporter, tweet, not a lot of good vibes entering Celtics media day. Jalen Brown was offered for Kevin Durant in a trade, so that's a whole thing they have to work through. Danilo Gallinari was one of their big offseason additions, and he got injured. Time Lord now had that injury where now he's going to be out for multiple weeks. And now this Ime Odoka thing. Um, And so coming up, let's get into what this means for the Boston Celtics and them entering media day. We'll talk about Miles Turner and uh, him not getting traded from the Pacers and all that. So we'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about... Um, let me tell you about Bet Online. It's the best place to check out the odds and lines inside and outside of sports. You can go there to see all kinds of of odds. They have the uh, they have NFL, they have future uh, NBA, they have all kinds of stuff that you can go check out. So see what they have available for you. You can check out it's Bet Online. They have uh, spreads for this week. How are you feeling about your Bears? You feeling good about your Bears or not? I feel good about my Bears. Going up against Houston, low defense that Justin Fields is used to playing against in the cover two and also Lovey Smith. So I, I feel good about my Bears <laughs> coming into this week. Uh, do you know the spread? I do not know the spread uh, coming into this week. Bears but, uh, at I, home. Bears by two and a half. 
I I would probably agree with that. I mean, I don't expect us to like go out there and blow the doors off of them, but uh, Davis Mills. You're feeling good about that. You're also feeling good about uh, our Bet Online Top 50 that we're doing over on Locked On NBA. So go subscribe to the YouTube channel here, or go subscribe to the podcast feed for our Top 50 players that move the lines most. So Bet Online's got that going for you. All kinds of stuff. Go check it out. It's Bet Online where the game starts. All right, Pat, we're continuing to talk about the Boston Celtics. We brought up Ime Udoka's possible disciplinary action that'll be taken by the Boston Celtics. It'll probably come down on Thursday, so we won't know exactly what that means until you're listening to this on Thursday. But what do we think about the Celtics going into media day? Because they just got some they got some stuff racking up now over the offseason. They lose in the finals. Jason Tatum doesn't look good in the finals. Jalen Brown was offered in a trade for Kevin Durant. That that can cause some drama. Danilo Gallinari was a big offseason acquisition. He got injured for the year. Time Lord Robert Williams is now hurt for multiple uh, weeks now. And now this Ime Udoka thing, what do we think about the Celtics going into their season? I, I think the thing is this, right? It all depends on how, how much you win or lose, right? Like a head coach means a lot, but a head coach is as good as the staff that he puts around him. And we've seen that play out in a lot of situations, right? Um, I, I think the biggest one that, that fits home for me and a lot of Bulls fans that listen, we lost Billy Donovan for probably a week and a half last season and his coaching staff continued with what he was trying to build they continued with what things were and they were able to win games it all depends on how long you lose Ime Odoka for um I mean listen if it if it's anything where he's able to come into the season and still at the end of the day come in and be the head coach you feel a little bit better about that than if it's a year-long thing a year-long thing right that's a year long of upsetting the culture that you're trying to build there that's a specific thing to a specific person because that specific head coach is building that culture out I think that could change things for the Celtics but we don't know the situation around that as far as everything else right I mean listen at the end of the day Jalen Brown if you're upset that you almost got traded for Kevin Durant I'm sorry. Welcome to the NBA. Like, I think everybody in the league is upset that they almost got traded for Kevin Durant. There's some What's teams that? that basically were like, here's the team. We'll give you the rights if you give us Kevin Durant. What are the lyrics to that Taylor Swift song? Welcome to New York. We've been waiting for you. Like, that's the, that's the NBA in trade like that. Yeah. And I mean, like, if, if that's the thing that got you upset, like, listen, I'll welcome you to the Bulls. I'm sure Nick will welcome you to the Jazz. Bring it on. If you ever want to. If no, you ever want to leave. What did you just say? The, 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 the Mavs. My bad. No, it's the hat, bro. It's the hat. Uh, the Mavs. I'm sorry. Listen, I, I got Packers colors on. It's locked on NBA. The, I'm hurt. You got me confused with a different play-by-play guy. <laughs> uh, so the, but, uh, the Boston Celtics yeah. will continue to do that. Uh, locked on Celtics. Bought, uh, John Kraus did an episode already on this. And he just posted it, so go check that out. Let's talk about something that is kind of quantifiable, though. Pacers GM Chad Buchanan, which raise your hand if you knew the name of the Pacers GM. I did not. He's been the GM. I thought it was still Larry Bird. No, Kevin Pritchard's the, bas- the president of basketball ops. I knew him, but Chad Buchanan, <laughs> that's the name of the Pacers GM. He's been there Is for Larry six Larry Bird still in Indiana? He's been there for six years. Um, this morning he said on Indiana Radio that Miles Turner will be the starting center on opening night, officially ending uh, potential Lakers trade talks. According to Shams, the Lakers were unwilling to part with two unprotected firsts in any deal involving Buddy Heald or Miles Turner. It looks like that deal is done. Does this say more about the Pacers going into next year or the Lakers going into next year? I, I, I To me, right, this is... Buddy Heald is the piece that's more intriguing to me on either side of this deal, but to me, this is a... Wait, really? Buddy Heald instead of Miles Turner? Only because of the scoring. Listen, at the end Miles of the day, right, Miles Turner... Right? 
Miles Turner is a guy that blocks three shots a game, but has a defensive rating of what one fourteen. Wow, he's been playing on this Pacers team. <laughs> I, I mean, listen, like the defensive rating is you specifically though. So it's like at the end of the day, right? Like I, I like Miles Turner as a player. I think if you put him in a better situation, he'll be a better player. But I also don't overvalue the kind of player that he is. Um, and I think that Buddy Hield is something that fits more with that Lakers team. Then maybe Miles Turner does, but maybe maybe I would have been proven wrong in that if you see him on the Lakers. But at the end of the day, right, I think that the Lakers have put their foot down on what they're willing to give up because they've accepted the fact that, listen, Brian, as much as we love you, you're out of here in maybe two more years, maybe three. I don't see you on the Brady plan if I or you can't you can't bet that he's going to be on the Tom Brady plan well, the Tom if Brady you're the Lakers, right? Not going so well for Tom Brady right now. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean? Like, listen, I've seen him in two weeks. Have you seen tough. those cheekbones right now? Hey, he looks a little, I mean, I'm not going to make a joke on that yet because I'm like, I'm like, is he okay? Or is he just so. like, I don't think he's okay. So I, I want to know that he's okay before I make a joke on Tom. But at the end of the day, right, like I, I look at this as a situation where the Pacers don't get any worse. No. And to me. But they should want to. I don't know if the Lakers get exponentially better if they bring either of those players in. Oh, I think no, you I completely disagree. You, I, I think I think that this trade for the Lakers was going to be their kind of like saving thing because look at their rotation right now like look at the look at some of the lineups they're gonna have to put out there they need two more guys in their rotation for sure like if they could just use two more guys in their rotation that would be serviceable they need shooting who's their best shooter on the team right now is it patrick beverly honestly it's lebron lebron's probably the best shooter their their best shooter on the team is lebron outside of lebron it's patrick beverly ad no ad was hot garbage are you are you just talking about from three you just talking about shooting anywhere I think here's they, the thing. They right? needed Buddy Heald. Miles Turner was going to be a good three point shooter for them. They needed to do this trade because what's their options now? They're just going to keep. Well, I like, I like, I like the the bringing back of. Uh, uh, um, why can't I think of his name now that I like him so much? From went to the Celtics, went back down to Houston. Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder. I like, I like bringing back Dennis Schroeder. That's I think fine. he fits well there. I, I think he's a better shooter than most. I think he adds to that team. And at the end of the day, right, you have LeBron and AD. Like, we're going into this not thinking, like, oh, this guy's going to break down. This guy's going to break down. This guy's. At the end of the day, your starting lineup has LeBron and AD in it. You're in a better situation than the Pacers well, we are. We did that last year. We did that last year. And their rota- the rest of the rotation is so bad that those guys have to miss games because of age and because of, you know, Anthony Day to Davis. And. Like it just it doesn't work when you have to do that. And so unless it's going to be 70, 80 games of Anthony Davis and LeBron James, I don't think that that moniker works anymore. Like I really got sucked into that last year and they they, they betrayed but, I mean, me in such a way. I, I thought that they were going to be at least top three in the West. And they were just I mean, it was just so bad because this team doesn't fit. <laughs> I love the day-to-day Davis thing, but let's Barkley be real. The, the the injuries that he had last year were weird and fluky. They always you are. Don't ex- nah, no, so like two years ago, he was just broken. Like let's be real. Like he was he was just he was literally running down the court and just fell over. Like some some <laughs> of those were that. But I think that right, like you look at last year and you say, listen, he had a couple of fluky injuries that definitely hurt what he could do. I'm not saying that he's gonna come back and he's gonna play 82 games for you. I wouldn't expect you to think that. I don't even know if he plays 60 games for you. But at the end of the day, right, it's about when he plays those games, how he's able to get on the court, what he's able to do. At the end of the day, you have a top. 10 player in the NBA if he's healthy. Yeah. And you have LeBron James, who's still a top 10 player in the NBA if he's healthy. Those are two things that 
if you've got both of those right, like I don't see the Lakers as this like long forgotten team. I know like recency bias would tell us that, but I also say there's still LeBron, there's still AD, there's a lot of hope there with health. Coming up, let's talk about Lonzo Ball a little bit because he is now yeah, well, going to be officially that. dealing with an arthroscopic uh, defibrillation. <laughs> Debridement? What is, is that? Bro, I'm going to be honest with you. I've said it seven different ways today, <laughs> like a, and I haven't like, looked it up because I like saying it every have, different way. I have seen this. I have seen so many injury words, and this is a word I have not seen. I, I did not get a medical degree, but uh, his le- he has a left knee injury that will keep him out four to six weeks. What does it mean for the Bulls? And then we'll play Count it up. with the most interesting, fun things in the NBA. We'll talk about that coming up. All right, Pat, let's talk about Lonzo Ball. Your team, the Chicago Bulls. We'll be without Lonzo Ball for four to six weeks, or he, he'll be reevaluated in four to six weeks. Yeah. That doesn't mean he's going to come back in four to six weeks. What does this mean for the Chicago Bulls, and what are their what's their outlook now that they're going to be without him for a month and a half, maybe more? I'm going to be honest with you. The outlook to me is the same of what I was coming in with it of – you, you went into last season with Lonzo Ball and you felt great about it, right? But then you found all of a sudden this diamond in the rough and Al DeSumo, the second round pick that mm. turned into a guy that could not only come out and start for you in the NBA, but proved to be one of the best defenders in the NBA among not just rookies, but among all NBA players and also gave Trey Young a heck of a time. Uh I, I think, right, when you look at, to me, where the Bulls are, you were expecting to come into the season missing Lonzo. It sucks, right? Like, to me, as a Bulls fan, this is not the news you wanted to hear. But the better thing is, right, like, and, and I think every NBA team can speak to this. No matter what, the first half of the season is, like, dead important. The second half the of the audio season, listeners, his fingers are like an inch, it, an it, inch it, apart. It's, it's, it's a couple of inches apart, <laughs> right? The second half of the season is a mountain of importance because that's when teams start to really focus in on you. That's when teams start to say, okay, how do we pick this team apart? Cause we can play you in the playoffs. And to me, right. That's the time where I need Lonzo ball most. So I'm, I'm more optimistic than probably most fans are because I look at this as the bulls final, the bulls gave him his off season. Listen, you get an off season, see if you can get it together. Let's get you back in here. See if we can ramp you up. He had, uh, it was reported by Casey Johnson. He had some good days. He had some days where he had a, a ton of discomfort. That means we have to go in and fix this because, because you can't have some good days and a ton of discomfort other days in the NBA. So I like the fact that the Bulls are making this decision to go in and get Lonzo this surgery. You reevaluate him and hopefully a real four to six weeks this time. And he's able to come back. In my opinion, right, if he's out until the All-Star break, I'm okay with that. As long as after the All-Star break, he's back. Yeah, I mean, exactly what you said at the beginning there is the trajectory of the Bulls season last year. They had an incredible start. They were number one in the East for a while, and then Lonzo yeah. got hurt. They had Alex Crusoe in and out, and then they, uh, you and Hayes took over on Lockdown Bulls. and then, uh, We got a lot of hate and for that. Then jinxed them into having like this terrible <laughs> second half of the year, and then they go in, they get beat in the playoffs. So, uh, well, you, you fired Matt and Big Dave. So <laughs> kinda, that's the story I'm going with anyway, so it's on you. I fired Bulls him. fans, blame Nick. I fired them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. If I fired Matt and Big Dave, I should be I should be fired. Love those guys. Shout out Matt and Big Love Dave. Love you guys. Um Big Dave was my was my locked on NBA co-host before you. <laughs> That's what pushed you out. That's what pushed him out the door. <laughs> You couldn't take it anymore. He started to get more love than me, and I was like, oh, how dare you guys love Big Dave more than me? He's way more lovable. Um, oh. But now with the Chicago Bulls thing, they'll be without Lonzo Ball. Very key piece. Yeah. I would assume a great point that he could he could get in, be getting a ton of run right now, and uh, we could really see if he takes another step forward. Then maybe they don't miss Lonzo as much as they they could. 
to me, it makes perfect sense seeing what AK did this offseason, too, even in the draft, right? Like, you go out and you get Goran Dragic, and you go out and you draft Dalen Terry. For any of the Bulls fans that have seen Dalen Terry, or any of the Locked On NBA fans that haven't seen his game, I mean, literally, right? Like, the one thing about Lonzo was how he got a transition started. I'm not saying that you can take anything from summer league or college and just say that's absolutely going to happen in the pros, but it looks a lot like Lonzo. Like, when you mm. see him catch the ball off of a rebound and, like, flick his wrist, and then the ball floats 60 feet into the hand of somebody to dunk the basketball. It looks very similar. So it, it makes a lot. I kind of felt, I think me and Hayes both felt that we were heading towards this no matter what. But it's good that we finally have a decision made by the team. For sure. All right. A decision that I've made is we're moving on to count, we're moving on to count it up. I love it. Count it up. Count it up. Count it up. This is Counted Up, where we count out the most interesting, fun things in the NBA. A fun thing that happened this week, uh, in a week where some really weird things happened. Um, LeBron James posted this photo. There we go. Posted (laughs) this photo on uh, on, on his uh, Instagram. I'm putting it up on YouTube if you're watching this. Of him bald. Now, this this is not far from where LeBron's hair situation normally is, but... Is this a filter or do you think this is real? Are we really getting bald brawn? I hope this is real, bro. LeBald James is where it's at, bro. Come on, bro. Like, we've been asking Brian to come home for how many years, bro? Just do it, bro. Like, I'm fine with you being... What you don't understand is you live in the one sport. You're great in the one sport where a lot of our great players are bald. Yeah. Jordan. (laughs) Kobe. I guess Kobe went bald eventually. Kobe by the end is bald. Yeah, you know I mean, like, listen, a lot of the greats had the bald phase. Remember when he went, what was it? It was he in Miami when he cut it off all the first time. And he was like, I'm a bald head animal. Like, I, I, I was hoping that you finally went down the path. Just come home, bro. You save us so many jokes. I mean, listen, he, we've been dealing with I've just Anthony been, Davis when you get there telling you to pull the hairline down. Like, that's not what we I've wanted to do. I've been waiting for do. him to go full Carlos Boozer with the shoe polish. That's what I've been waiting for him to do. <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> Carlos Boozer wasn't prepared to go Carlos Boozer with the shoe polish. Check out oh, his podcast if you guys want to know the story on that. He's going to be sweating in like Rudy Giuliani with like the, <laughs> 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 the, the brown coming down. Uh, but will bald LeBron finally unlock his final goat form? Remember Game of Zones um, yeah. from, T- yeah, 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 yeah. from TNT? They predicted this with the goat. Like they had an entire like goat cor- like coalition or whatever, and they finally <laughs> made him shave his head, and he became the final goat. Will he unlock yeah. it? Uh listen. Brown averaged a lot of points last year, a lot of assists, and a lot of rebounds. <laughs> if there's something better than that that you can do. <laughs> Then yeah, I, I'm all for seeing it as long as it includes like not messing up my bulls. But yeah, like no, nah, I, I mean you can beat the Mavs all you want. But I, at the end of the day, I'm here for bald Bron. I'm glad to see you. The beard is the beard a little much though. He's going a little Kimbo slice on us. <laughs> He's going a little Kimbo slice on us with the with the full like deep Ross beard but bald head. That's a different if one. If aliens came and visit us. When we had to explain to them Kimbo Slice, I don't know that it would make. I think that they would just. I think they would just leave at that point. Ben, Aliens, Ben's, we could explain it to somebody twenty right now, and they wouldn't get it. Gen Z, Gen Z, we have. To we could explain it. it to Koo, and he'd be like, "What Kimbo Slice?" Lockdown Pistons. Shout out to Lockdown. Ben Simmons is going on JJ Reddick's podcast, and they posted a clip of it. 
where Ben Simmons talks about how he still owns an apartment in Philly and, quote, I still feel like I'm part of Philly. Count it up. On a scale of 10 being Dirk with Dallas, like the greatest relationship that a player can have with a city, and one being Grayson Allen in Chicago. Where is Ben Simmons on the, on the scale of his relationship with Philly, do you think, when it comes to Philly fans? What's below Grayson Allen in Chicago? <laughs> I was trying because to th- I was like, trying to think of a player that's hated by a city so so badly. Uh Bill Lambeer in Chicago might there be a go. little okay, bit yeah, better. Maybe worse than that. Have you ever been to Philly? Uh I think once, yeah. Have you ever experienced like Philly just like you walking down the street and like somebody just yells at you? I've been watching a lot of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, does that count? I, not really. But I mean, like at the end of the day, right? Like <laughs> Philly's so interesting because Philly is almost like New York where like somebody will just yell at you out of nowhere. <laughs> but it's just like, oh, that one, that one hurt. Like that one was personal. Like, I don't know why I felt that. Oh, because everybody knows what my life is because I'm Ben Simmons. Like, I'm gonna be honest with you. Sell the apartment, bro. Yeah, right. <laughs> don't go back. He said he still has like family. His brother still lives there and stuff. I'm like, I guess city of brotherly yeah, he, love. He took that way too literal. Yeah, no, sell the apartment, bro. We, we, they don't want to see you in Philly, and I fear for you in Philly. Adrian Wojnarowski was tweeting about the Robert Sarver uh, decision to sell the team, and he tweeted this. Sometimes Woj goes on these like PR runs, and this one he decided to go on a PR run for the actual franchise and the city of Phoenix. Quote, the Suns are considered an extremely desirable, desirable franchise in the marketplace and will have no shortage of high-level ownership candidates. As a warm weather destination in West, league executives always believe this could be a monster free agent destination with the right ownership. Count it up. Give me on a scale of one to five the amount of caps that this is as Phoenix as a warm weather destination city for free agents. What? Warm's a tough word. Warm. It's, <laughs> I looked up the weather. It's literally going to be 105 for like five straight days in September for them next week. So I went to Phoenix with my dad one time, and I remember as I pulled my head out of my cousin's freezer, <laughs> I just looked at him and said, so the sh- the trip to the sun was booked up, so this is the next best thing. Like It was dry, though. I'm right? not was, saying, I'm not saying, it's dry, but you just slowly melt. I'm not saying Phoenix is a bad place to go by no, any means. No. It's it's a great place to be. I'm not even saying Woj is wrong. Warm's the wrong word to use, <laughs> though. Warm is what I use for San Diego. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Chicago sometimes in the fall gets warm. Give me, give me three caps on this because I, I don't know if we can start touting Phoenix, especially <laughs> putting the weather as the, the one qualified, like, descriptor on this. The weather is the, 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 the descriptor on this word as making them a destination. There's it's there's tough. only like two destinations in the, or three destinations in the NBA. It's Miami, it's LA, and it's New York. Those are the only ones. And even New York hasn't pulled in anybody except for the, the Nets, I guess. Uh, Jack Black performs with this group called Tenacious D. Uh, he yeah, he, he is part of this. Really taking you for a left turn here. He was doing <laughs> a show in Milwaukee and. Uh, this is how this is how it went. Now, just just give me a rating on this song, like a like if you were doing a music review. Cage, we're Lakers for life, but there's one player. No matter what TV's on, fucking love him. You know why? He's incredible. Can you guys make a song? I'm gonna fucking sing and just fucking follow me for the changes. Language warning. Antetokounmpo. 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 One, two, three. Antetokounmpo. Antetokounmpo. 
Tenacious D fan, I'm not gonna lie to you. So I'm with it. I'm not mad at it. I'm with it. I love this. I'll say this. I'll say this. On par and or better than the Luca. Oh come on! All right, rank rank them. Here here here's the Luca one. There's the Luca song. I don't know who wrote it, but it's a some it's a like a Bulgarian singer. I'm not gonna lie. I'm kinda vibing with both of them. I might go onto the Kumpo a little more though. It's the rhythm with it. It's the rhythm with it. He's not even saying Giannis. No, he just he's doing the last name, which is impressive, right? <laughs> not bad. It's not a bad listen. You can't go Somebody, wrong. You can't so, go wrong with either of them. Here's the thing. Do I need to start working on a Zach Levine song? Is that what I'm hearing right now? <laughs> is that what I'm hearing right now? I need to start getting to work on a Zach Levine song oh, right now. Amazing. There you go. That's Locked On NBA this week. Go listen to Locked On Bulls. Make that your second listen. Make Locked On Mavs your second listen. Or go listen to the Bet Online Top 50. We got the next group of teams dropping later today. So go or players dropping today. It's who the betters and who the odds makers think moves the line the most. Go check it out. It's Bet Online where the game starts. Guys, thanks for listening to Locked On NBA. Boom! Boom.